0: Hello, and thanks for listening to the Cartoon Lunch podcast. My name is Antoine Gilbo. Today, my guest is Jeff Swampy Marsh. Uh, I met Swampy uh, in the 90s while working on Rocco's Modern Life for Nickelodeon, and I had the pleasure to work with Swampy again many years later at Disney on Phineas and Ferb. Swampy was the co-creator with Dan Povermayer of Phineas and Ferb. I talked to Swampy in his office in Venice, California, in his production. We talked about how we met, the shows we worked on, what he's worked on after Rocco and before Phineas and Ferb, and how how long it took for Phineas and Ferb to get actually on the air. Um, They came up with a show many, many years before they ended up at Disney. So here it is, a conversation with Jeff Swampy Marsh. Okay, so um, there's Jeff Swampy Marsh that uh, we met on Rocco in ninety one. Yeah. Nin- no ninety three, because I was on the from ninety one to ninety three. So we met in ninety three. Yeah. On Rocco, and uh, I was doing um, design on Rocco, mm-hmm. a bunch of designs. I think we did. I think they would give us one episode, and we did all the designs, characters yeah. and stuff. And you're already doing boards. Yeah. And were you with uh, um, Dan Pavanmaier? Well, originally, when I started yeah. on that
1: show, um, I was doing storyboards with Steve Hillenberg, the, mm-hmm. the late Steve Hillenberg. Mm-hmm. Uh, we worked on the, the first episode together, <clears throat> Sucker for the suck And I think we oh, did I remember that, yeah. two or three boards together, and then uh, they were bringing more people on, so they did a reshuffle, and they paired Dan and I up. The first one we worked on together was Wallaby of the West, Mm. which is where we wrote our first song together. Oh yeah, and we were working on that show when we originally created Phineas and Ferb. That's what yeah,
0: (laughs) that's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. So the very uh, first show by the end
1: of it, actually, I think, um, because I had a falling out with Joe at a certain point on that show, and you were doing boards. I think you and Dan actually finished Wacky Deli. Yes, and it we one did one another I'd started. Uh, yeah, I finished yeah. one board and I did, an,
0: did one another of them, yeah. And uh, so that's where you met Dan.
1: Yeah, where that's you met well, yeah. no, I'd met met Dan working across the aisle from him on the Simpsons back in oh. like Oh, I see. fourth season, I think. It was when it first moved over mm-hmm. to Film Roman. And he was sitting across the aisle in another cubicle. <laughs> but we got along really well. And so when I got the gig at Rocco he was like the first person I called because they were looking for more people yeah. and I called and was like said, "Dan, you got to get over here, dude. This is huh. exactly what you should be doing." Um, and so he came over and So you started hired. when on Rockaway because everybody was there when I started. So yeah, was like, I was like a, really, I you know, was he's... the first hire I, think. Oh, yeah. I mean literally we we did the first board together. It mm-hmm. was on Roger Chason. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah. Myself, Steve Hillenberg. Uh, and, and Joe, of course. Mm. Uh, and, uh, oh, now I'm going to forget his name, the guy who was doing the backgrounds. Um, lovely guy, one of the San Francisco crew. Oh, oh, Nick Jennings. Yes, Nick. Nick um, Jennings, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's probably one of talented. the very first ones, yeah. Yeah, and that was, that was kind of the core crew yeah. everybody else was being hired <clears> when we started.
0: So, <laughs> where did you come from before Rocco? Like the, um, the job right before that.
1: Right before Rocko. Was it animation? or Yeah, it was animation. Well, yeah, Yeah. I was still in animation. I had done a brief period doing boards for a show. It was my first boarding job was for a show called uh, Little Dracula
0: Hmm.
1: for Fox. I was working at Mike Young Productions. Actually, at the time, I think it was Stephen Hahn. Oh, yeah. Hahn Productions, who was the guy, I've told that story before, who told us one day... He gave us this whole speech about how he wanted low camera angles so that the backgrounds would be ceilings and high camera (laughs) angles so that the backgrounds would be floors. He said, um, not only is it less expensive, but it's very dramatic. Um, And he was the one who uttered the immortal words, what I want is not so much quality, but the illusion of quality. (laughs) I was at the back of the meeting thinking, oh, that needs to be on a (laughs) T-shirt. The illusion of quality. But before that, my first job in animation was The Simpsons, second season. The first oh, yeah. show I worked on was Blood Feud. In fact, I still remember the first thing I drew, which was Otto, the bus driver's naked lady mud flaps. So was it at, Ka- at Uh Yeah, it was yeah, at it was the Klansky. old building. Yeah. Second season. With well, so
0: the what year was that? Like, before I was there? I was there from 91 to uh, 93.
1: Oh, road yeah. It was, uh, it was late 80s. Oh, I see. Uh, whenever second season was, yeah, and I... Before that, I was (laughs) computer executive. I was vice president of sales and marketing for a computer. Oh, so I was going to ask, how did you get into
0: animation? Because your your family background is more music. Music, yeah. I had my grandfather
1: was uh, the music director Mm -hmm. for Bob Hope, and he used to do the Dean Martin show and Bing Crosby show. There's lots of
0: stuff on YouTube. Yeah, Les Brown, Dee Allen. Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, So. I grew up with that. Up. You
0: must have grown up with lots of music people at home. Oh, right? yeah, tons yeah.
1: of music yeah. people and show people. <clears throat> uh, I'd ended up in the computer business kind of by accident. Um, I was... So you didn't want to do music, to see all these music people? I doing? did, but I was, in fact, while I was working in, you know, other industries, I still had a band. Uh-huh. And we were playing around town, and it was hard keeping a band together is really hard especially it seemed like in that era all the clubs were like pay to play mm-hmm. so you know you had to go out and hustle and sell the tickets we weren't making enough money to get by we got some radio play on uh the uh loyal to channel okay oh. they were playing one of one of our songs for a while that's about as good as we got and i'd ended up falling into the computer industry started out in sales And then got into marketing. I was working with uh, Microsoft for a while. I was working with Bill Gates way (laughs) back in the early days. And then I got involved in a company that was doing uh, kind of some of the first imprinted mouse pads, mouse pads with pictures on them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were making like luggage uh, for Macs. Wow. You know, the cubes, the Mm -hmm. old. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. The stupid cubes. And then I just, I realized one day I hated it. And I quit. It was that thought Mm -hmm. that if I keep doing this, I'll be 60 and still doing it, and I'll still feel just as ambivalent about it as I always. And I quit. And it was a buddy of mine, um, Joe Pearson, um, (laughs) who was also on Rocco for a while, uh, and we'd done some, some stuff together. Uh, since then, but he was the guy who said, Well, you know, you should, I've seen some of your drawings and stuff, you should consider getting into animation. And I'm like, Okay, how does that work? And he actually spent a couple months helping me get a portfolio together to draw backgrounds, because yeah. my only other art experience was architectural rendering. Uh-huh. I knew that. perspective yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. backwards, forwards, up one side and down the other. I had an amazing drafting teacher in, re- in high school at Reseda High, Bella Pelagi. Um He was an incredible drafting teacher, but I had that skill. So Mm -hmm. I got a portfolio together, and then another friend of mine, actually, the real Ferb and Melinda, had a friend who was working on The Simpsons, uh, Debbie Silver, and she knew that they were hiring background people. So I went over with my portfolio, and they were looking for people who had strong perspective skills. So I showed them my stuff, and he's like, great, you're in. Uh, We'll teach you the animation side, no problem. Yeah, architecture background. Yeah, 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 of course. Got the perspective skills we need. So I jumped in, and I remember I'd been there a week and sat down the second Monday I'd been there with my coffee at my desk and just started weeping. The fact that somebody was going to pay me to do this Mm -hmm. blew my mind. It was the coolest thing in the whole world. I'd never been that happy. Took a big cut to do it, pay cut. Mm Mm-hmm. But it was awesome. <laughs> and so when I just was that?
0: Myself, um, that had to be like 88, 89. Oh, yeah. So not that long before. Yeah, the No, and yeah. I
1: went, I did a few seasons with the Simpsons. And then on hiatus is when I got the gig um, uh, over at Little Dracula. And that's when I lied about having uh, experience as a storyboard artist. The guy sure, said, yeah. we're looking for board artists. Do you yeah. know anybody? And I went, yeah, yeah me. And uh, he said, great, can you start Monday? So I immediately went and called uh, a friend uh, who I'd met through Joe Pearson, Kevin Altieri, who's one mm-hmm. of the directors mm-hmm. on Batman and great storyboard artist. I called him and said, hey, Kevin, can you teach Surely, me how to yeah. storyboard? <laughs> he said, sure. I said, great, can you teach me by Monday? And I think his comment was, well, I can teach you enough that you won't get fired on yeah. Monday and we'll see how it goes from there. <laughs> so I learned how to storyboard doing that. And then uh, and then my next gig was, you know, storyboarding and writing on, on Rocco's Modern Life. Because mm-hmm. I think I lied to them, too, and told them I had years,
0: writing years experience. The, yeah, yeah. Sure. Course,
1: yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like uh-huh. the coolest gig ever.
0: So in Rocco, your first partner was Steve, and then you went straight with Dan, and yep. you did pretty much everything with Dan. Yeah, yeah. after that, after it was that, all yeah. Dan.
1: We, uh, yeah, we found mm-hmm. out that working together was incredibly yeah.
0: easy. So when you say you came up with Phineas and Ferb with Dan during like the, your first episode that you worked on, how was it how did that happen? Well, <laughs>
1: how did you, you we know? got to the end of I think the first episode, and we're like, okay, working together is really fun. Yeah, we have to figure out how to keep doing this because it was just easy, and mm-hmm. we would crank stuff out, and we had used to get great reviews. I remember the number mm-hmm. of times we'd go into the pitches, and we'd come out with no notes. Mm-hmm. We used to bug some of the other guys. What do you mean you didn't get any notes? They didn't yeah, give us yeah, any yeah. notes, I liked it Or one time we said to somebody Oh yeah, well, I don't know, we got laughs And the person said, what do you mean you got laughs? It's like, Well, when you told uh-huh. the joke We get the laugh Plus you were writing songs and performing stuff and right? we would yeah. come yeah, in with guitars yeah. And we just thought, how do we How do we keep this going? Because this is fun, and that was our idea It's like, Create a show
0: mm-hmm.
1: Sell the show to Nickelodeon, they like us um, yeah. It should be easy and then it took 13 years before yeah, we yeah, worked together meant, yeah. again but we had a, a bunch of people who liked the show um finis yeah, yeah everybody we showed it to liked it the comment we used to get was uh,
0: so you were pitching it then yeah did you pitch it to nickelodeon first oh yeah because yeah, it's uh, work
1: for nickelodeon yeah nickelodeon uh, <clears throat> fox kids had a network at the time in fact those guys said we love it we'll do it at, you know next season and then fox kids folded oh. we'd sold it to an indonesian company that was wow. uh, a Malaysian company, something like that. I, c- I can't remember their so name. So it's not
0: like everyone said no. A few people said yes, and it they almost yes, happened a It just a few never times. got yeah. up
1: there. It would get to the top of Nickelodeon, yeah. and then they would pick another show or Cartoon Network.
0: And was it the same as the Finnish and Furb that it ended up? Almost exactly. Yeah.
1: The only thing that was really different um, was the inclusion of the bugs, which we ended up oh, using later. Oh, yeah, i heard later.
0: bugs. Yeah, yeah.
1: We had... Uh, uh, oh. The, we put them in an episode of uh, Phineas and Ferb called The Alka-Files. Uh, I loved the bugs. In fact, they were voiced by J.K. Simmons, Stephen Root, and... Um, oh, great, now I'm going to forget his name. It's the guy from uh, 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 Book of Mormon. Oh, my brain. Anyway, okay. so that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. bugs. That was the only difference.
0: The only. Di- so when you pitched it first, there was the bugs. Everywhere you... It yeah. was a box. So it didn't happen. So then what? Like you kept you kept on on, uh, on Rocco for a long time. I was right? on Rocco
1: till, oh, till almost the end. end. Yeah, yeah, And then I went over, I was uh, over at um, uh, Hanna-Barbera just before that oh. folded up into Cartoon Network.
0: What did you work on? I was there, working like, on... Fred
1: Seibert. I was working on an animated uh, version of Dumb and Dumber. Oh, I remember that, yeah. And then they put me on, uh, they were reviving Johnny Quest, mm-hmm. just a doomed production. Uh, and that one
0: collapsed. Uh, they were doing a bunch of shorts at the time, too. They were already yeah. trying to
1: do a bunch of shorts. That's, yeah, a lot of the guys over there, mm-hmm. Gendy and, yeah. you know, all those guys were, were doing stuff. And then, where did I go from there? I ended up uh, over on King of the Hill. And oh. I did the first board for King of the Hill, mm-hmm. that pilot episode.
0: So Rocco was until 95 or 96, yeah. right? So then there? And then when did you go to England? You moved to England.
1: I was, uh, I got through four seasons of uh, King of the Hill. Mm-hmm. And a guy from the UK called me and said he was doing a sketch, animated sketch comedy show. And he loved the work we'd done on Rocco's Modern Life. And the BBC had said to him, in essence, we'll give you the commission, but you have to have somebody on your staff who has primetime animation yeah. experience. So he was looking around at the shows mm-hmm. he loved, and he saw that I also had Simpsons oh, yeah, experience yeah. and King of the Hill. Yeah. The so he called shows, and said, yeah. you want to come to England? And then, I love England. I lived yeah. there for a year back in 1980. And so
0: how did he know you? Something. How did he know to reach you? Did you know him before? Or he, you uh, know, you yeah, were I think giving he his name. reached
1: out through yeah. a mutual friend, I think yeah. a guy we both knew named Nick. And he just sent me, you know, an email and said, hey, is this something you'd be interested in? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it'd <laughs> be great. That'd so be you a ton of fun. You, did you study in England before?
0: No, you I know? was,
1: it's funny, if you look on Wikipedia, I don't know if it's still there, but they said I went to Exeter University, which I didn't. I was just living in Exeter, working at a nightclub.
0: Oh, so you were living in England before. I was so, living yeah. in England,
1: 1980. <clears throat> and uh, the I think the, the whole Exeter University story got started because for a short time over the s- summer, mm-hmm. I was staying in the girls' or one of the vacations, it might have been spring break, I was staying in the girls' dorm until the maid came one day and the cleaning lady who came and said um, they know you're here you have to go now they're coming and she said yes I know it's very sad but you have to go right away and I, years later somebody called me from Exeter University to say hi I'm you know a student at Exeter University would like to do an article about your yeah. time there and I went Oh yeah, you got that off Wikipedia. Of I didn't actually go. Yeah. I told him the story, and at the end, he went, "That sounds more interesting." It's better. I'll, yeah, I'll, it's I'll a better write a story, story about that. Just being a so student there. Yeah. In fact, I just recently redesigned the uh, the logo and T-shirts for the nightclub where I used to work. Yeah. I found uh, the guy reached out <laughs> to me on social media, um, and yeah, now they're making a a branded. Gin label with that logo on it and T-shirts. Mm-hmm. It was kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's the story. So and how long
0: did you stay in England? I mean, and so you worked on that one project.
1: I the did whole that. Time? No, I did that for like two years, um, and then I was kind of out of sync with hiring back in the states
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh, we have different seasons. Back then, it was still seasonal, and there was hiatuses. So somebody else offered me a gig mm-hmm. uh, in England. Yeah, in England. So I thought, oh, okay, I'll take another gig. And I did uh, some freelance work for, like, Postman Pat and NG Benji. I th- think um, I worked on what was going to be a revival of the Thunderbirds that oh. then got canceled. They've Not since any, done it. Not just it the same way? No, the, it was done with the puppets, puppets the and the everything. Puppet, and I, I, like I was storyboarding one. it, and I got the voice yeah. of Scott Tracy, FAB father. Huh. Uh, and then they canceled it because they were... Kind of worried that it was going to damage the brand. A live-action movie came out; it did terribly, <laughs> and they were like, "Nope, we're going to don't want to risk it. Mm-hmm. Stop everything." Um, and I did work on a show called Bounty Hamster, huh. and then I ended up being the international director of global production for uh, an animation company. We were doing like an animated Arabian Nights and oh, Zorro. No. Uh, BKN, and was there for a while. I'm concerned you were
0: living in England at that I bought a house. Yeah, my oh, son wow. was born yeah. there.
1: <laughs> I, you know, I
0: had a
1: house in Chessington, uh, and I thought, well, okay, I'll I'll just stay here. They keep throwing work at me, and the pay is good, and yeah. I was kind of running a studio. And then uh, Dan called and said, "I think I've sold Phineas to S- Disney. Do you want to come home?" And I'm like, "Sort of was like 2005 or six. Yeah, 2005." and I'm like yeah absolutely I've course, been wanting yeah. to make that that was the show that every time I watched the new batch of shows come out yeah. I'd think Phineas should yeah. be doing it. It's, it's as good as any yeah of course yeah We've been pitching I pitched it over in the UK. Huh. Uh, Dan had been pitching it and so yeah I uh, I, wrapped wow. up. I wrapped up everything over in the UK. Yeah. Moved back, sold the house and started working on Phineas. Wow. That was 2005 we got the official go ahead I think in 2006 was when I actually moved and then uh so you did all the dealing of
0: selling the show everything from there yeah and then we came you in came fact, in and it was, the, was
1: ready the pilot episode we boarded i was on a trip out here went to dan's house and we worked on it and then he was on a trip to europe so he came to my house in england and worked on it uh-huh and then finished <laughs> the boarding uh, while he was in france in the south of france wow yeah a truly international show yes yes <laughs> So they liked the
0: pilot. So the, you had a deal for just a pilot, right? The, the usual yeah. the pilot. Then you pitch it. They like it. Yep. And then you start hiring people. And uh, wow. and then we hired you. Yeah. Yeah, me and sure. <laughs> the first team, yeah. Yeah. We had to draw
1: cars, which was great. I know. For sure, yeah. And I'm, I'm really particular about car stuff. So yeah, yeah I, was man, really, me too, yeah. I was happy you were there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somebody else who cared about mm-hmm. cars. Yeah, Dan doesn't at nice. all.
0: no. He doesn't care about the cars he drives.
1: No, he doesn't. Whatever he
0: drives at the moment the car car is the best car ever.
1: I don't know. It's blue. It's the best car. Yeah. Whatever it is, it's the best car. Yeah. But he knows nothing <laughs> about it other than what color it is and maybe who made it.
0: Well, he knows more about the new one he has. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he's getting you know, a little the
0: hybrid electric thing. Yeah, he yeah. knows more. Yeah. So <gasps> I. What? No, no. Go ahead. No, that was. <laughs> Carry on. So, we did. I mean, I left before the end of Phineas. I mm-hmm. left on 2012, so you did like one more season, I think. Yeah. Of Phineas 152
1: episodes, yeah. four <clears throat> specials and special length, and
0: yeah. So then, life after Phineas? What? Because the creators stay on the show longer than yeah. anybody on the crew. So I know. When the, the end show ends, just you just still stay. Of yeah, you still stay. The shows come back and yeah. stuff.
1: Well, we. I was about. So, okay. when was it completely done for you? Um, that had to be three years, about 2016, we oh, were yeah. finishing up 15, 16, because we were about to be done, and then Dan and I, over <clears throat> the course of about two hours, ended up coming up with Milo Murphy's Law uh-huh. in my office one day. We just sort of brainstormed it. and So they were asking you for a new show? The or you just they were asking to, Dan yeah. for new shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we had ended up at the end with different deals but Mm -hmm. Dan had a development deal that he was going to show some of the, you know, give some of the shows to Um, and he kind of got a lukewarm reception with the shows that he he was pitching Mm -hmm. which I thought was crazy because I thought they were all great but I kind of said well why don't we you know just work on something else instead of reworking all of these because I think all these are good Mm -hmm. and he came in with this character one day that I'd said to him I love that character. I think he should have his own show. And he said, I think so, too. What's the show? And we kind of came up with mm-hmm. the whole concept of Milo then. I said, you know, it's that um, we've had Phineas who, you know, he's positive and optimistic and everything goes right for him. What if we have a character who's positive and optimistic when everything goes yeah. wrong yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. him? And that was the colonel. We wrote the pilot mm-hmm. in the office that day. Dan went and boarded it, and we sold it shortly after that. Wow. So we went from 13 years to sell Phineas and Ferb to two a couple of weeks. Almost immediate, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
0: that's having a huge hit for years that helps. It really does. For the same company, you know. Yeah.
1: Of and we did, uh, we did two seasons, and, uh, and then that ended. We didn't get the pickup. Uh, and in the meantime, I'd gone off and started uh, Surfer Jack Studios, mm-hmm. which is where we're sitting now in yes, beautiful in downtown Venice. Yeah. Venice. Um, I'd been contacted about creating a show based on the Pete the Cat books, mm-hmm. the New York Times best-selling books.
0: So before you you set up the studio or after?
1: Before. Before, yeah. So and, that's why you set up the studio. And I <coughs> developed this whole show um, and uh, it was, <laughs> I guess I got a call from Leonardo DiCaprio's company who'd bought the rights, which my agent was. Huh. Leonardo DiCaprio's company is calling me to, to meet with you. I'm like, okay, that's weird. But just came to find out that the people who worked at his company loved the pete the cat books they had kids and Uh uh a bunch of people had recommended me to do it and so i developed the show and a few years later we sold it to amazon Uh and they wanted to go into production so i set this company up and to produce it made it in conjunction with alcon and uh the guys who did uh uh blade runner the most recent Blade Runner and Dolphin Tale. And oh, yeah, so they they're the production, the, the animation company. Yeah, they're, the, <coughs> they're kind of the main production company. Uh-huh. they just never done animation, so they hired oh. us to do the animation. First season, we were working with uh, Cartoon Saloon in Ireland, the guys who did um, uh, Song of the Sea and, and Breadwinner, most oh, yeah, the yeah, amazing yeah. guys, Then they got really busy. And so the second season of Pete, we're doing with uh, Yeti Farm up in uh, Canada. Mm-hmm.
0: So what are you doing here? You do the usual: the, the writing, the storyboarding, yep. writing, designs,
1: storyboards. Um, we're not even doing the designs. I mean, a lot of the designs were based on the stuff that was in the book, mm-hmm. and we did some of the work at first season, but we have really a truly creative partnership with the guys up in Canada. They generate the, the episodic designs. They know the style background the the board, and, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. so it's, a, it's kind of a work for hire for them, but like I said, they're doing a lot more than normally you would assume mm-hmm. would yeah. be done in a regular yeah. work for hire. Like, we don't do timing. We send them an animatic, mm-hmm. but we're really relying on them to ah, put a lot more into yeah. time so and a lot them, of freedom. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, it really worked out well with the guys at, at Cartoon Saloon. Um just saying, look, we don't want to dictate. You guys mm-hmm. are great filmmakers. Look at your work. Um and you should be able to do that and mm-hmm. use your knowledge and expertise without having to Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as long as everybody gets who the characters are and, you know, what the the vibe of the show is and what we're trying to say, it should work out mm-hmm. well and it, it did. it Turned out great. Yeah, we write all the music here in fact in this room it's where most <laughs> of the music gets written we got Elvis Costello and Diana Krall uh, on the first season Dave really? Matthews, K.T. Dunstall, <clears throat> um, uh who's kind of a regular on it Don Was, the guy who's the producer for all the Stones and Bob oh. Dylan, the guy who used to be the bass player for Was Not Was <laughs> he's now president of Blue Note Records um, he's are the voice of our narrator Allison Stoner, who we worked with. So you series. are getting
0: more and more into the music.
1: Yeah. Well, we really don't have and any finally, interest in doing a show yeah. that doesn't end. <laughs> Just have an excuse to,
0: to do music. <laughs> it is, <really. laughs> yeah. It's <laughs> illustrations <laughs> to the music. Yeah. You're illustrating music—that's what you music, end up doing. Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's yeah. great. So what's next? Are we? Are you going to work for this for, on this for a while? Has it been renewed? Yeah, we're or
1: finishing this off, but we're already out pitching other shows. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had some some really. Positive bites. I developed a show a while back uh, with one of the guys from Top Gear, Richard Hammond. Hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the car thing. Yeah, oh. I think we're moving forward with. Um, we may be calling you. <laughs> car uh, thing. That's yes, right. May need yeah. Car people. Uh, we did another thing that I developed with a, a couple of the Phineas crew that we did through Scooter Bronze company, which is, again, a completely Mm musical-based show mm -hmm. (laughs) that we've been pitching around. I think we have somebody who wants to do that with us. Um, Some other projects that we've developed internally with Alcon. Yeah. Uh, We've started working with the music side of Alcon, which is the company called Alcon Sleeping Giant. They have their own record label. We're doing another development with them that we're currently out pitching for a show... Uh, based on a, a book series, a uh, kid's book series, but that's got a lot of music in it. Mm-hmm. So we're juggling really fast, no, got a lot crazy. of things that's in great. the fire, yeah, and very as soon as, uh, yeah. soon as we're able, we'll be talking about them. But yes. in the meantime, we're here having a good time in Venice, um, doing our last Friday's parties. In fact, in a couple of days, or tomorrow, we're having our last Friday's party. You should come.
0: Oh, yeah. Last Friday oh, yeah. of every
1: month, we have really shindig after work. At what time? Uh, Six o'clock it starts, you know, beer, pizza, whatever, drinks. And then this time we're doing a movie night, but we've done script readings, musical nights, stand-up comedy nights. Uh, We had Bernie come out and teach people to weld. (laughs) Uh, One of the editors we worked with, Lauren,
0: uh, came and
1: did a demonstration of taxidermy (laughs) because she taxidermies birds. Of course, yeah. We painted (laughs) one of our production assistants cars. Oh. Just for fun, um, yeah. So it's it's a. Working. Oh no, that's wonderful. Okay, yeah. So, uh, I'll, I'll come over, yeah.
0: Well, thank you so much. Oh, absolute and pleasure. I hope, you know, it'll be fun for people to listen to uh, your life experience and uh,
1: everybody. You know that thing you talked about earlier about you know a lot of us, yeah. the older guys, didn't set out to do. No, this. we didn't this say I, I want to study
0: bad. this. I wanted to do comic books because there was no. I grew up in yeah. France. There was no. No animation stuff, you know? So I never thought of animation, even
1: when I got here. I didn't, I didn't know what this looked like. I didn't yeah. know how
0: you got in. I didn't know they taught courses in it. It was. I didn't have any interest world. of working in that. Yeah. I didn't know. And then when I had an interest, it seemed like a bubble. You can't get in. Yeah. Like any entertainment
1: stuff, we unless you know ca- someone. came in when it was really starting to explode. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon is just... But, like, you're right. It, it, most of us kind of got in by accident. Mm-hmm. And whenever anybody asks you, well, how did you get in? <laughs> and I think they want that linear path that none of no. us had. And I'm, I'm hoping that helps people who want to get yes. into it, so they don't feel like, oh, no, I missed th- my yeah. chance, or if I didn't. do Everyone
0: this. has a different story, and, and yeah. people can make their own story. There's no one path. You yeah, know? you have to be open-minded. Million in
1: one ways. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much. Ah, certainly, just, uh, and it's just good just to see March. you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thanks again to Swampy for giving us his time and sharing his stories with us. You can go to the Cartoon Lunch website at CartoonLunch.com where I will be posting not only the uh, podcast, but also videos of the interviews and pictures. So There's just there's more than just a podcast over there. I hope you come back and listen to our next animation conversation on CartoonLunch.com. Thank you. Hey!